0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Zerbin Tunes. This is a show normally about musicians and music lovers for a musician by a musician. But tonight I'm going to talk to you about somebody very important in my life, and somebody very important for the Halloween community, and someone very important for the commercial industry. For tonight, I plan to discuss the works of one Mr. Wade Denning. Some of you might know who he is and some of you might not but I hope to enlighten you on who he was to me. And I want most of you to realize how much of his work you might have heard before. So find a nice, cozy place to sit back and listen for it's time to pay tribute to Mr. Wade Denning.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Are you ready? Are you really ready? Please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, your host for tonight's show. Wade Denning was an amazing talent in the world of commercial jingles, sound effects, storytelling, and big band music. If you've heard of him, you'll enjoy tonight's show, and if you haven't, then you're really going to enjoy tonight's show. For me, this man has influenced over 30 years of haunted houses that I've performed and directed. He inspired countless ghost stories that I've written, and he's been listened to every Halloween for well over 30 years. He's the furthest memory I have of just the thought of going house to house to get candy, or the reason I would hide under the sheets on a stormy night. I owned a few non-scary albums when I was growing up. I had the Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny albums, I had Pete's Dragon, Star Wars, and an overplayed Johnny Mathis Christmas album. I also had a great collection of Reader's Digest Christmas albums, which I'm going to get to in another show. The other two records I had, I played incessantly, and they were Sounds to Make You Shiver and Famous Ghost Stories with Scary Sounds, both recorded by Mr. Wade Denning. Sadly, when you look online, there's really not much about Wade Denning. I've searched out bloggers, record fanatics, Halloween geeks, even just playing Google, and nobody seems to know too much about this man's history except for the fact that he provided us with sounds and games and stories for Halloween in the 70s. I've learned that Wade Fulton Denning Jr. was born on June 21st in 1922. Before serving in World War II, he studied music and composition in his younger days at the University of North Carolina, and he used those experiences and talents to write over 550 commercial tunes. A majority of his composing career took place as he worked as an arranger for the Ted Max Family Hour, which was a variety TV show on ABC. The show appeared Sunday nights featuring cabaret and stage talent for family entertainment. He arranged for this show for about 20 years, from 1950 to 1970. And you can find some clips by typing in YouTube, Ted Max Family Hour. Mr. Denning co-wrote an album with singer and voice actress Kay Lance Selmer called Halloween. This album featured a song set to the tune of Dance Macabre Opus 40 composed by Charles Camille Saint Sainz in 1974. The Halloween album originally was released by Denland Records in 1969 and again by Golden Records in 1974. This album had stories, games, and music for Halloween. It's kinda hard to find, but if you search this one out, you might find it for about ten to fifteen bucks on eBay or you can get it from your local library. Again, in 1969, it was published under Den Land Records, which of course was named after Wade Denning and Kay Land. Denning and Land produced many albums for children, which included ABC, 123, Counting Rhymes, Alphabet Sounds, and Riddles and Tongue Twisters. He went on to produce more albums for kids and older kids under the Pickwick label. In 1974, Mr. Denning released two Halloween records, one of which was My absolute favorite Halloween record ever made called Sounds to Make You Shiver. The other was called The Monster Mash, Sounds of Terror, both of which I'm going to tell you about right after this sound story. And now, sound stories. Mr. Denning wrote the Maxwell House Percolator Tune, which played during the New York State Fair in 1964. If you like to look at good coffee... Listen to good coffee. Smell good coffee and taste good coffee. Brew Maxwell House, the coffee that tastes as good as it smells every time. Maxwell House is good to the last drop. It tastes as good as it smells every time. Maxwell House. This was named the best music commercial in the 1964 Cannes Film Festival. Other commercials he composed for included Muriel Cigars, The U.S. Steel Hour, Tetley Tea, Mobile Oil, Kenny Shoes, Duncan Hyde's Cake Mix, Diamond Crystal Salt, Firestone, the Norelco Santa Claus, and Campbell's Soup. And speaking of commercials...
2: You can get wrapped candies of every kind. Bubblegum, lollipops, fun size candy bars. Get this Halloween record sounds to make you shiver just $1.89.
0: Make Halloween fun and easy. Make just one stop at Woolworth or Woolco for your Halloween needs. My mother used to make our living room into a haunted house for the neighborhood. In 1977, I was inducted into this tradition by playing Dracula. My job was to run up and down the stairs, hissing at the other children as they came to the end of the haunt. This was more my idea than my mother's, and I loved it. And by age 15, I took over those haunts at Jefferson Street. By 2003, we had people lined up halfway around the block to come visit what was now our haunted yard. You see, after a couple of items broke in the house due to horrified running children, we had to move this festivity outdoors. If you include my mom's haunts and my own haunts, we did this for well over 30 years. Going back to 1977, I was seven years old when my mother came through the door with the Sounds to Make You Shiver album. I remember this album being the soundtrack to our haunts. And when it came out on cassette a couple years later, I remember making the sounds mobile. I could put them anywhere I wanted in the house by moving my boom box around. And I would also recognize this cassette being played in the neighborhood with other houses blasting them out the windows every single Halloween night. The Sounds to Make You Shiver album was recorded by Wade Denning and a cast of Unknowns and produced under the Pickwick Record label in 1974. I'm guessing that Kay Land and Mr. Frank Daniel, who was an artist and a voice actor as well, might have appeared on some of the sounds for the first album. Frank Daniel also did the abundance of artwork found on the cover for this record. This album had every known classic movie monster on the cover, charging out of a huge castle, filled with all of the scenes that you hear on the album. Side A took you on a tour of a haunted house with visits to the castle where Frankenstein breaks loose to hearing Dracula and his screaming victim. And Side B had all of the sounds from Side A, isolated for use in your own haunts, plays, skits, or whatever you might need spooky sound effects for. And now here to tell you the story of Dracula, the werewolf, and Frankenstein is Doug from Found Footage Films.
2: A story of Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein. This is a book and record set from 1975. That's the copyright date I have on my copy. It is from Peter Pan slash Power records out of New Jersey. Power was the older brand of the Peter Pan company, but Peter Pan was the company itself and I have the Peter Pan logo on the record while I have the Power logo on the sleeve. And this is a book and record collection. It's not just a spooky story on the album, But there is a comic book to go with it. Now, the comic book is drawn by DC artist Neil Adams, and it is intense. I mean, this is not little kid art. This is fairly mature art. In fact, Adams did a more mature version of this story that was released as a graphic novel. The edited version that we got as kids, though, was still pretty intense. There are scenes of Frankenstein's monster grabbing Dracula by the throat, fire... Crumbling buildings, fangs, claws. Wow, it is pretty intense. And the audio is intense as well. You have some great voice actors here. I don't know what their names are or what else they've done, but they really sell the story with their tone, with their inflection. There are sound effects, there is spookiness. It is quite a story for a little kid. Now, as an adult, I can poke a few holes in it. It's called A Story of Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein, but that's not really correct. Dracula is blonde for some strange reason. The wolf man is really a wolf woman. It's a female who is bitten by a werewolf, another female werewolf, and becomes a werewolf herself. And Frankenstein's monster was created not by Frankenstein, but by Frankenstein's nephew. All three of those are a little lamer than uh, what you might expect from the title. However, if you look at this, it is Van Helsing decades before Van Helsing. The Hugh Jackman movie brought all the universal monsters into one knockdown, drag out fight. Well, a story of Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein did it years before, and in my opinion, did it a whole lot better. Doug can be
0: found at foundfootagefilms.libsen.com. The second Halloween album was Monster Mash slash Sounds of Terror. This album came out in 1974 under the Pickwick International label. And it was written by Frank Daniel. Both Way Denning and Frank Daniel recorded all of the voices and sounds for this album. It was some pretty spooky stuff. I cringed the very first time I heard Buried Alive. And then the other track, The Exorcist, was even more uncomfortable. And although I didn't have this album until I was about 21 years old, I still included it into my history as if it was there back in the 70s. This album seemed to have better mics and a bigger budget when it came to recording. It was a much more powerful record than sounds to make you shiver, but there wasn't as many copies available back then. I just recently purchased another copy of this album online from JustCoolRecords.com. It's nice to have a nice, unscratched version in my collection again. On this album, Mr. Denning also recorded his version of Monster Mash, and he didn't do too bad of a job either. You can also find The Return of Frankenstein and Count Dracula and the Vampires of Death. I've always felt this was like a part two to the Sounds to Make You Shiver album. And here to tell you a little bit more about 70s Halloween Records and her thoughts on this album is Lisa from JustCoolRecords.com. I'm speaking with Lisa from Just Cool Records, which is a site where you can purchase rare and hard-to-find records along with movie soundtracks. Um, anything vinyl uh, you can purchase from her. It's justcoolrecords.com. She also has a blog.
1: Yeah, the uh, blog, uh, I'll apologize now for the address. It's very, very long. <laughs> it is rare vinyl and justcoolrecords.blogspot.com.
0: There's things on there that I even forgot existed. Um, you had the Sounds of Terror album, which I bought from you which is uh, one of Wade Danning's classics uh, that he recorded with Frank Daniels. and uh, Yes. And that came out in 1974. And what is it that captures you with with those 70s records?
1: Um, well, actually, I've always been a horror fan ever mm-hmm. since uh, I watched Alien at a way too young age. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it It's always been a part of my life. Um, the horror records I came across When I got heavy into selling vinyl, strictly, I'm a big cover art uh, nut. So, Mm -hmm. of course, any one of those covers are amazing, just amazing. And um, I love horror images. Halloween's my favorite holiday, of course. And so, any kind of image like that is is uh, all right in my book. And Mm -hmm. so, the the cover art is what grabs me first, most of all, when I first started. Uh, finding them, and then you know playing them <laughs> i i love I love soundtracks, obviously, and I love sound effects and things like that, and since those are all pretty much what those records are um, it, it, I was hooked you know yeah I, I always try That's to find good. as as many of them as I can as often as I can, have them year round and of course, I have my own collection as well
0: the only thing i I always wonder is what possessed Wade Denning to record the Monster Mash song, unless it was... At, of course, it was a big hit. I forget what year it was written first by Bobby Boris Bobby
1: Bobby yeah. Bobby Boris ticket. yeah. Um. I want I don't know why sixty four is in my head, but Sounds I think right. it might be earlier than that.
0: But yeah, he, he sang a cover of that, and, and I don't know why he had to add on that, unless he was a big fan of the song, obviously. But,
1: well, they probably didn't have the rights to, to have it, because everything else is uh created by by them or by him, right? Yeah. So they probably didn't have the rights to to put it on there.
0: I have no clue. <laughs> they did it anyway. I don't know. They did a pretty good job of it.
1: You know what to... really gets me about that one? I, I I'm shocked that they kind of it's dark. Uh that that re- that record in particular. Um yeah, you know, I try to news. sell as as many of those as I can and I do market them uh it, in a way that it's great for kids and, you know, while you're handing out candy to trick-or-treaters and whatnot. But that one is not suitable for small children, <laughs> in my not opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. And I don't have children, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking of the uh, kind of the exorcist section yeah, of in there. You know, that's that's kind of... Too much. Well, uh, then again it was the seventies, right? Oh, I mean what am I saying? It it was the seventies, yeah, you know? And that I ages. just love that something like that exists and that it's it's uh you know, there's there is no no P C correctness about no. it. You know, there's uh, I love that. Not you at know, all. all of the things that we grew up with without that heavy sum, you know, pressing down on on all of these types of things to exactly. shield us from the horrors of <laughs> you know, whatever. I I just, I love that. And and probably if I would have heard that as a kid, I I probably just would have loved it. I wouldn't have had any idea about anything else and I would not have seen Exorcist yet. So I probably wouldn't have got it anyway. But you know what I mean? I just think, wow, I mean, that one's pretty... It's, it's kind of graphic, you know. It and, um, it's very
0: graphic. Very yeah,
1: graphic. but I love it. I love,
0: love that, it. That track and then the the track with uh, Being Buried Alive really got me. And and the first yeah. time I've heard this record was in my late 20s. I didn't know about that uh, record's existence until my late 20s. The ones that I had were yeah. um, Sounds to Make You Shiver and then I had Famous Ghost Stories. And and those were the two weight Denning records that I grew up with and I got so mm-hmm. used to. And uh, yeah, this is a big difference, a huge difference. They just went all out on it.
1: They did. Was it the first? Is it the first in the three?
0: No, the the first of the three would have been. I'm guessing the first of the three would have been "Sounds to Make You Shiver," just because the sounds that were sound effects in that record appear again in "Sounds of Terror."
1: And, right. Um,
0: and then oh,
1: right, okay, and yeah. the
0: recording quality improved. Um, as the records progressed, I'm, I'm wondering if Pickwick recorded, because those are all Pickwick records, I wonder mm-hmm. if Pickwick recorded the albums um, in a different sequential order from the release, because it sounds like the Sounds to Make You Shiver was much earlier than 1974, but I think it was released in 1974, but I can't find any record of that. No pun mm-hmm. intended, but yeah, the way Danning wrote a lot of commercials in the 60s. He's the one who created the Maxwell House jingle, the Percolator song.
1: Yeah, that's what you said. Yep. And, uh, I'm surprised that with so much uh, career of his career doing you know stuff that's out there in the public that there isn't more about him.
0: I'm shocked, and it's, it's, it's irritating. So I was like, you know what? I'll do a whole darn show on him. It gives me something to do, too. I like to obsess about things, and then when I'm done, I'm done.
1: <laughs> keeps, you keeps me out of trouble. Keeps me out of trouble.
0: Well, thank you, Lisa, so much for your time for tonight. I really appreciate this. Um, oh,
1: and, my pleasure! And
0: thank you for your services on the planet. You're selling <laughs> one of the one of the sweetest things that are hard to find nowadays. And um, and I would like you to please go ahead and list list where we can find you and find the albums that you sell.
1: Oh, sure. Um, I actually have another uh, web shop aside from my website, uh, Uh, justcoolrecords.com. My website has the cream of the crop. I like to keep it really the best of the best and the coolest of the cool. Uh, I also have an Etsy shop, which is uh, justcoolrecords.etsy.com, and that will have all of my inventory in it. Uh, that is available for purchase. Both places always have new listings in them, and I often run sales, so watch out for that. And um, I really enjoyed talking to you today.
0: thank you so much. And and, uh, really, go check her out. There'll be links in the show notes for tonight's show on where you can find the rarest of rarest. I really appreciate what you got. And I thank you again so much for talking to me today.
1: You bet, Kevin. Thank you. All
0: right. And now, my ultimate favorite, mostest, coolest Mr. Pickwick Halloween record on the planet, the 1975 Famous Ghost Stories with Scary Sounds. This album is packed with effects and great stories. Mr. Denning delivered a perfect performance of stories written by Edgar Allan Poe, Charles Dickens, Washington Irving, Oscar Brand, and the 19th century French writer Guy de Maupassant. I did it. Mr. Denning's partner, Mr. Frank Daniel, also came along for this record, writing a story called The Bloody Tower. Frank Daniel also did all of the artwork located on the back of the album. Wade wrote three stories also for this record. The Ghost Ship, A Visit to Transylvania, and The Haunted Gold Mine. In 1978, Pickwick Records worked with Post Cereals to make flexi-discs to go on the back of the cereal boxes for honeycomb cereals. This helped spread the stories even further to more people. The flexies were little plastic records that sounded pretty good considering that they were formed on the back of cereal boxes and knocked around until they reached the store shelves. The Headless Horseman, The Hitchhiker, and Mr. Denning's original, The Miser's Gold, were the three stories that could be found on the back of the honeycomb cereal boxes. Wade Denning passed away September 16th of 2007. He was 85 years old when he died after a courageous battle with cancer. Before he died, he spent most of the rest of his life caring for the Long Island Sound in New York, contributing to help environmental concerns. So that's why I'm such a ghost story fan, and Wade Dedding would have to be the reason I love to write my own ghost stories. If you haven't heard these albums, they're really easy to find on YouTube by typing Famous Ghost Stories 1975, Sounds of Terror 1974, or Sounds to Make You Shiver, 1974, in the search. I highly suggest you visit them, turn out the lights, and sit back and let your imagination fly. Because sadly, and not to sound too old, but the days of imagination are creeping away. And these spooky type of records still can make you look behind yourself when you're walking a dark street at night. Imagination is a muscle not needed for today's audio or video entertainment. And I thank Wade Denning for showing us how to use our imaginations. Again, take some time, visit YouTube, and type the names of those albums in the search. If you've heard of these albums before, I would love to hear from you at zerbinator.wordpress.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope everyone has a happy Halloween. And until next time, have a good night.